Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the no, no Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from coast to coast, we are here in the mutual man cave, dual man caves. I'm Ellie Jair. Jay Tilly. And you have joined us. The No Shave Man Cave, and welcome to tonight's edition of the AEW Review Dynamist. Yes, sir. Oh, man. What a show. And I'm really curious about this one, because we talked about Raw, and we discussed like how both of us feel different about the different companies. Right. Uh, man, this one, whew. It's funny, I, I tweeted out uh, while I was watching, it was kind of live tweeting, um, for those of us follow on Twitter, we both run it, so that's why sometimes it looks different, or there'll be different articles or whatnot. But uh, I tweeted out during it, like I was enjoying it so much, man, I couldn't wait to turn it off and like for it to be over to watch it again. And then we got to a certain part in the card, I'm like, what? But we'll get to that when we go through it. So we'll go through the rundown, uh, step by step, and and what we thought about it. I I enjoyed this tremendously. The first first hour, uh, heck, let's just get into it. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll run through the card. I'll let you do WWE, but go ahead. Sorry, yeah, cut you off. Oh yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I was uh, I was glad I only got through half of the show last night, because um, kind of talking to you and for those who are just listening at home on your on your device or in your truck, car, uh, bicycle, however you get around. Um, Jay Tilly's wearing a Eddie Kingston shirt. So when I was sitting down watching this afternoon i was like okay you're right how i was looking at it originally because i am i am the wwe guy of this this dynamic <laughs> duo right i was like okay i'm gonna look at this completely different and i'm just gonna be a fan i'm just gonna watch it that's all i'm gonna do and man the the second iteration of it um i did back up so i did watch art of the first match because I, w- I wanted to see something that I thought I saw and watching it a second time and then watching the um, hater match the second time. Yep. Totally like, oof. Yeah. yeah I totally, um, it added, it added to my, to my enjoyment. So yeah, I, I appreciate the, 
how you had pointed out. I wonder how you're going to enjoy it. I'm like, God, I enjoy wrestling, but you're right. We don't we don't enjoy the different products equally. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have a bias. Just just like my bias towards WWE is because I just got burnt out on it. Like there was this long period where you feel like you're getting invested in a story and they drop it, or they burn through it in two weeks. And I just felt like like some of that in the WWE time, you know, they burnt that bridge. And like I've said in the other podcast, the the things with um, with Cody right now, the things with the bloodline, those are things I remember loving back in the day. The good stories, the ongoing feuds. You can go back to like the Macho Man and Hogan and the slow turn of Macho when he went from Hogan's best friend to slowly but surely turning to the bad side. And then eventually turning back like that. That's the WWE I remember. So then they got into this stuff after uh, the Attitude Era, you know, McMahon and... Stone Cold, McMahon and The Rock, uh, The Rock and Sock Connection, like all that stuff had the good story, but there was a period there where it was just like nothing, nothing. Right. And I like to watch wrestling and I like to ask myself, why? Why is that happening in the ring? Right. Why did he say that? And I just got to the point where I'm watching WWE going, I, I don't know why. And, or or to the point where like, and, and not saying AEW doesn't do this because I would say most of the matches on tonight's card or last night's card very predictable. You kind of knew who was going to win. There was a big surprise, but most of them kind of knew who were going to win. And then and that's fine, but I think the, the journey to get to those wins is what's a little different. Whereas AEW just put two stars in there. Done. Okay. Nothing advances. Nothing goes over. Or they 50-50 book it. One wins, the next wins, the next wins. Then they blow out our favor. So that's, that's why. But I am trying to get back into watching it as a fan. And like I said, some of this stuff that's been happening is drawing me more and more in. Um, I would put the bloodline stuff and the Cody stuff up there with some of the top tier AEW stuff right now. Oh, yeah, easily. And the I can see I can see some a lot of improvement in AEW week after week, and then every now and then they'll sort of slip it slip up. And yep. I think we'll touch on a couple of the slip ups first match. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah. We'll we'll start it off. So the first match was the. The uh, MJF versus, uh, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, but uh, yeah. Kanosuke Takesta. Actually, I think I got it. Yeah. Kanosuke Takesta. Man, talk about uh, just what an opening to a show. That match to me was, so MJF has this way of working in a match where I don't want to say he works babyface, but he's so good you start rooting for him. So you're like, man, this is a great match. And he doesn't wrestle a lot, but when he does, he gets in there and he puts on a show. And this show with uh, uh, Takeshita was phenomenal. They they built the story around the arm. He attacked the arm right away, which builds into the bigger story of the Daniel Bryanson. Yeah, you know, Brian Danielson. Perfect. Yep, it builds into that whole story because the connecting finally yep, are, yep. are there, yeah. So it builds into all of that, and it starts, it, it just, all these building blocks on it. Um, and I just, that match to me was... A classic AEW match. It opened up the show. Uh, huge pop. The crowd was amazing at the show. I was very impressed with the crowd. Lots of noise. I think it was a smaller venue, which is probably why it sounded as loud as it did. But um, very good very good match. Uh, there are a couple spots that stick out. Um, the one where Takeshita does his, his top rope lariat thing that he sets up, where he stands the guy on the top rope, hits the lariat, most people fall, where MJF does the backflip and landed. I lost my crap, dude. Like, how? How? How does he do this? 
Especially because yeah. he's a guy that's not a flippy flapper or right. flying around guy. And for him to flip and land that was impressive. Uh, you know, the DDTs, the chop downs, all the standard stuff in the, in the match itself. But the uh, the finish, the building of the arm, the injury of the arm. <laughs> I like the point where uh, Takeshita threw a punch. And I think MJF either blocked it or I think he blocked it. And it ended up hurting Takeshita's arm even more. Like he grabbed his arm like, oh, that hurt. I love that MJF goes, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then he yeah, locked him he, in and got the like, tap out. He like shoved it down. Yeah. And then when he got him into the submission, the hip, the way he lifted up his head. Oh. I was like, crank that. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that, for some reason, I feel like that that's going to come into play because they emphasize it so much. Yep. And it was like, uh, like when you watch Reservoir Dogs, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, Mr. This color, that color. I was like, oh man, Harvey Cartel. Yeah. That's a great movie. Mr. White. Like, he seems like a snitch. And then come to find out who, sorry if I just ruined uh, Reservoir Dogs for everybody, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spoiler uh, alert for a movie that's, yeah. uh, what, 20 years old? In the middle with you and he. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, good match. Uh, Great way, like you said, great way to start a show, and it um, it made Takeshka look strong. Yeah, although we tapped, but it made MJF look like what his promo would later oh, uh, lead to. Yeah, I, and and the fact that he tapped, I, I wasn't that upset at it because he he tapped the world champ. So this is a guy who on TV has only had one win to Cage. He's lost all of it. Now he's hung in there with Moxley and. Hangman Page and, and Danielson. He's hung in there with everybody. But uh, for him to tap to the champ, I'm okay with that. Like, I think it's fine. I think they're building him. The guy's super young. I think he's got a, a, a an amazing career ahead of him. I definitely think they're building other things. I could see coming out of this, um, you know, there's all this stuff on Twitter and social media with uh, the, the invisible hand. Don Callis is, like, taking him out and talking to him on Twitter and trying to coach him up. So... I think I mentioned before, I, I could see this maybe leading into something with Omega and what a match that'll be. Yeah, that'll and be to, to catch an Omega, and knowing the Elite, we might not see it till December. They'll build, build it all year long or even next year maybe at all. Right. You know, they're they're all in or all out, so who knows. Yeah, I think that he'd have a good program with the uh, All-Atlantic champion too. Yeah. With, uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Because yeah, that'd be Isles make fight. That would That'd be a lot of fun. Plus, with the the shtick with the best friend stuff, that would be that'd be a fun addition. I agree. So, end of the match, uh, he obviously attacks the cat, or not obviously. If you didn't watch it, he attacks the Keshta, puts on the ring, bloodies him up. Uh, again, one of those where the cameras didn't cut quite away, so you see Takeshita kind of gig himself quick. Again, it was one of those pretty quick where it could have been just like it, it wasn't as obvious as the Moxley one, but I was, you could tell, I was like, oh, guys, come on, cut away. But uh, Takeshita played pretty good. Um, and a little bit later on, you see Takeshita hand the blade to the referee. Oh, I didn't see that. And, and oh, I missed that part. I don't know if you've watched or listened to, sorry, listened to FTR podcast yet. No, I need to. I need to add it to my list so I can't, I keep remembering. Yeah, he made a comment because his daughter was watching the match with him. And his daughter was like, hey, what, you know, what? What was he doing? He's like, oh, he was just making sure he wasn't bleeding. Yeah, that's what I told my daughter. When Mox was uh, upside down, smile on his forehead. So 
just the little things, you know, they're doing a lot better with the referees. I thought the counting out later on in the match was oh, freaking hilarious. Yes. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Said. Aubrey is my, she's such a great character. Yeah, she's fantastic. But yeah, good good match, good start to the show, great tempo. The commentators were doing a really good job. Everybody was like complimentary. Yeah, but he was more over the top than the other because sometimes ex- I, I love, I love Tony Schiavone's hatred yeah. for MJF though. Yeah. Oh, he's a dirtbag, and that comes in oh big time. That comes up later. Play at the end of the show, and Excalibur, he wasn't so over the top with his indie crazy loop set night that he goes through, and and Taz, he is so like steady with uh, with the calls, and funny is all get up to yeah so. Yeah, they're they're a really good three man booth. They they play off each other. You've kind of got Excalibur in there as the straight guy, the call the matches, doesn't really give his opinion on the wrestlers themselves until later. And then you've got, you know, the heel commentator and then the face commentator with yeah. Tony and Taz and and those two just playing off each other. There were some good lines later on in that too. So after that, uh, we rolled into the uh, Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, or I'm sorry, Jamie Hader the, uh, with Britt Baker. She came out with her, and then the Bunny with uh, Penelope Ford. Excited to see this match. I thought it started off good. Now all the critiques and everything online are, oh, they played the whole match in picture in picture. However, I believe that the match was probably scheduled to go a little longer. If you haven't seen it, they start off hitting hard, and a couple um, drops on the apron. Uh, one of them, which the Bunny kind of landed a little awkward. Looked, she looked a little shaky, but. Got back in, took another move or two. They come back from the break, and she's trying to do an exploder suplex. You could tell the bunny just didn't help. I, I don't know the best way to say that. She um, kind of landed on her. She just landed very awkwardly, and it was um, obviously that, that she was hurt. So I believe they made the call to take it home. Um, for those of you that don't know wrestling terms, take it home means wrap it up get to the finish, uh, real injury. Uh, I've also, you know, I didn't see the dreaded X sign, but I think most people are getting away from that. I think they have little mics in their ears and stuff, but, uh, yeah, like you pointed out how the ref kind of went to his hip a little bit. Yep. So as, as Hader went for the second move looked to be like an exploder slash German belly to back type suplex. Um, it was like, she was trying to sling a hundred pound bag of, yeah, rice, rice or something. The way, the way Hater landed, and Bunny's face, it was almost as if like the base of her skull and neck crushed her face. Hater's of Hater's head uh, landed directly in the, you know, the, the yep. middle, like the sinus area, and uh, so yeah, I I sent a posted a tweet there on. Uh, that they were still evaluating. There is a potential injury, uh, but they're still evaluating her. So hopefully Bunny, Bunny's doing all right. And uh, yeah, between Bunny and Penelope Ford, those two have been injured off and on, and they have an awesome move set. So hopefully yeah. this isn't something that will get Bunny off track and like to see them, if it's not some kind of tag team situation, they'd actually get some uh, in-ring action and one of the things that like what I think you had mentioned it today earlier they're getting like 12 minutes a night in the ring and it's tough you know like you have a match eight minutes in get pulled well it's only four minutes well that's 25 percent of the time that the right 
amazing athletes are getting in the ring. So it's kind of tough. Yeah, I, I think um, Ali and uh, Penelope Ford, or the Bunny and Penelope Ford, are uh, very underrated. Um, I, I know, like you said, the Bunny's had a couple injuries. Uh, I wish her all the best because she is one of my favorites. I think she's great. I think, uh, yeah, I just, I, I hope she's fine. Uh, it looked rough. It looked, and I'm not a doctor, and I'm not going to pretend to know, but it it, it almost kind of looked concussion-y just from what I've seen of NFL players and what I've seen with um, not as bad as Hangman getting knocked unconscious. But so hope we're all the best. I hope it's I hope it's something she can recover from, recover from quickly uh, because I do I do think she's very good in the ring. She's got an, a big asset to the company, and uh, yeah, it's fun to see her on the screen. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, and her new look, sort of the pink, pink and black, yeah, early twin ish. Uh, she's always sort of had that look already, but uh, she came back from this most recent injury. Both her, Penelope, uh, Butcher and the Blade, those guys look like they've quit eating sugar, carbs, and anything <laughs> but flavor. The opposite of me, yeah. Yes. Word. So, yeah, good stuff. Cut from that, uh, if I didn't say it, Hater wins, obviously. And like I said, I, I think they... So, I'm assuming they called the match early. Maybe not. Maybe it was scheduled that short. If they did call it early... They, they did a good job of kind of filling some things in, but uh, we go from there to the back, and it's Soraya and Tony Storm talking to Renee. Normal heel stuff, you know, this is our house. I do, I do like Soraya's new uh, baby girl thing. Yeah. I get a kick out of that. Uh, you know, baby girl, we're here to stay. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad they went heel with her. Because yeah. when they were trying to push her as a face, it worked because the initial pop, and I don't know if this was the plan all along or it's just AEW listening to the fans, but the... The this is my house thing was getting really like okay like come on, you're not a homegrown, and Britt Baker and some of these guys are so girls are yeah that was so, pretty offensive considering the foundation that Britt and the other ladies had built good catch on that yeah yeah I I believe the intent was to turn her here the whole time personally uh, looking back but who knows you know then they bring Leah Bates in who I guess just happened to be randomly walking by which makes sense she's a backstage. Uh, coach and personality with the company, so she would be there. And then the weakest stomp and beatdown I've ever seen. <laughs> I, it was really awkward, and then the the spray painting the L and all that. So and then she rolls over on her own. And you're like, yeah, it was just really weird. Maybe that's because of the injury. They ended up having to throw that in real quick to add some time, or maybe they weren't quite ready for it, and they weren't. Re- I I don't know. I'm gonna give them benefit of the doubt that that's what it was because it was rough looking. Yeah, uh, then when if, if you get, you know, you're like, okay, everybody's in place by X time and the match ends early, four or five minutes early. I mean, people are in the bathroom or right out or, you know, getting the shine off their face or whatever. But I maybe it wasn't supposed to be Leah uh, Bates in the first place. It was supposed to be somebody else, which is why it looked a little awkward. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know the answer to it. I, that's what we're going to say, because I want to yeah. give Soraya and Tony Storm the benefit of the doubt, because um, I believe Soraya specifically has, I'll admit that her first match with Baker was, you know, you could tell she was rusty and wasn't quite giving it all, but she has definitely come in that tag match she did recently with that. I think she was in there with Hater and man, they were, they were hitting each other pretty good. So, and, and they were dropping bombs. Uh, then we go from that to um, the MJF promo. So, I'm... <laughs> This was a, a promo. We had talked about promo of the year with Cody and Paul Heyman on Raw. I almost feel like MJF went, oh, yeah? Hold my beer. Watch this. Because, yeah. holy cow. Uh, 
Yeah, so gonna get a little uh, PG-13 almost R-rated here. MJF cuts a promo talking about he, uh, you know, he used to drive fast and enjoyed his his blue Camaro and and was getting speeding tickets after speeding tickets. He was at the point where he's gonna lose his license. Goes to the junior prom, picks up a girl. Which there's a nice little Easter egg in this. I don't know if you caught it or not. I'll ask you. I'll go through this and then I'll, I'll ask you the question. So he talks about the girl he picks up, and they get in the car, and they're driving real fast, and he's speeding, and she is performing certain acts with him while he's driving. <laughs> Let's just say that. And uh, he loses control, hits, hits a tree going 90 miles an hour, apparently, and wakes up, blood in his mouth, and can't figure out what's going on, and looks over, and she's breathing, but she's unconscious, and he hears the cops coming, and he switches seats with her, so she gets in trouble for the accident, and he doesn't. And he looks at the camera, and he goes, because I'm that kind of scumbag. Oh, my gosh. Like, what? <laughs> I just, I don't even know where to go with it. It was such, it did, like, I'm as speechless now thinking about it and talking about it as I was when I watched it on TV. And you know, he even does the hand motion as what she was doing. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, that's, uh, if the SEC doesn't find <laughs> AEW, yeah. it's like for every bit of love and admiration that you're building for Cody, it's the polar opposite of what you're building for MJF. And like the only thing that I like about that entire bit was the new title. That new title. Oh, yeah, the Burberry is with the, yeah. the new leather and stuff. The rest yeah. that MJF did his job, and he is a bigger dirtbag, like, right now, right now, than he was yesterday. <laughs> and, and that's the thing that I, I mentioned at the beginning of the, the show is he has that match with Takeshita where you're like, golly, he's really cool. I like him. He's awesome. Then he's his promo, and I'm like, this guy is an asshole. Yeah. I mean, 100%. what a complete, you know, i just yeah. not sure what we can and can't say and not get censored. So what a complete... Douche. I'll say douche. Yeah. What a complete douche. So and, his initials are MJF. Yep. Remove the J. Yep. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, seriously? Your girl's unconscious? Yep. Then you know, he, he outs himself on that kind of dirtbag. I'm like, oh, man. Whoever produced that or whoever helped him, like, get through the thoughts on that. Yep. Man, they they deserve a raise. Cause that was great. MJF is... For a reason, the most hated uh, heel feud uh, on uh, AEW, but I'm I'm going through the piece and I'm missing the Easter eggs. And now I'm like, Grr. okay. So what did he say his girlfriend's name was? Liv. There was that big controversy for a while because there were pictures of him with a certain Liv from another company, and I was like, did he just say Liv? And I. Could have been, and I, I don't, it's not on accident. I'm sure he did that just to stir the talks because there's the picture of him with Liv Morgan and there's the talks that they're really good friends and all this other stuff. And, and then the whole thing with the war for 24 that he's going to go to WWE, that's just another name drop from a WWE person that now subconsciously everybody's going, oh yeah, Liv, he is really, yeah, he's been with that Liv Morgan girl from W. Oh no, he's really going to go there. So there's all these little like peppered things in, and that's one of those. Uh, when we get back there in six months, eight months, when he's talking about his contract again, yeah. he can bring up Liv Morgan, and we're gonna go, "Wait, is that the girl?" 
you know, I'm sure it wasn't, obviously it wasn't, but I just, I caught that and I'm like, that, that's a good piece right there. I, I'm glad you picked that up. I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah. I thought I, I, when I watched it last night, I thought that's what he said. So here, here's the thing about MJF shout out to Bubba Ray, right? Or bully right now. When I was younger, a lot younger, I would go to ECW shows and watch ECW. I hated Bubba Ray Dudley. I remember at a show, we was in the Memorial Arena, some junky small Memorial uh, Veterans Arena in uh, Fort Lauderdale, a hole-in-the-wall kind of place, and ECW was there. Pretty sure that's where it was that the Dudleys were there, and they're cursing out the fans, spitting at them, and you just hated them. They were such heels. That's MJF. Like, he is he is the, the modern-day heel that, nobody else really has right now because I can't think of another person in wrestling right now and I'm, I'm shuffling through in my head at New Japan nope can't think of any major heels there WWE not really TNA no there's no maybe Bully Ray now that he's back in TNA yeah I was gonna say maybe Bully Ray because um he just recently grabbed the champ's wife yeah and uh and then you but I can't oh yeah I don't, I don't know of anybody else other than MJF who is just vile, and I love it. That's <laughs> a good, yeah, that's a good way to put it, vile. And he, like, he's, he lives apart. Like, if you look at him on social media, yep. I think he said one nice thing. And then he deleted it. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, and he, it must have been by accident, like, oh, wait. Yeah, or I don't think he does too much by accident. I think it was strategic, like, yeah, he, he, I think it was after the Briscoe thing, he he tweeted something about Jay Briscoe, and then he ended up removing it, but he put something up there like it was an honor or something, something mm-hmm. like that, and then he removed that too. But uh, I, I love seeing some of this stuff. Man, we could do a whole podcast on MJF. I loved uh, some of the stuff that you see, like the, the fans that come bring him artwork, and he like blows his nose on it and rips it up, or all this like, like oh my gosh, like he's so, 
he goes to these signings and just treats people like crap. It's yeah. great. Yeah, he he definitely lives the character, and I think for that reason alone, he's so young. He's already the world champ. I could see him, and I and I think AEW is gonna be around for a while. I could I do too. See, I could see him being a uh, you know a sixteen time, and then now he brings up well WWE or that other place didn't win the war yeah. of twenty four. Yeah, that's why I'm up here to stay. You know, world champion, and he does some kind of. And you know, shields it up. So Bile, I like that. Bile is uh they so they cut from his promo right right back to the ring and the commentators are just having a he's an awful human being. I can't believe he's our champion, which is great. They're heating him up so good. Yeah. And I and I don't think I don't think um Brian Anderson's gonna beat him. I think he's gonna retain at the pay per view. Uh and that's just gonna be even more heelish though. So it's yeah, it was great. Um I do think they're building up to an Eddie Kingston thing. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's a shoot. Maybe Eddie really does just hate him. But with all the Twitter stuff going on right now, I'm like, all right, that'd be cool if they build that up and, and it becomes something. Yeah, he did. But yeah, he's done a couple of interviews. He did one. It wasn't only with Dave Meltzer, but Dave Meltzer was involved. Eddie was like, well, if he didn't act like, if he didn't act like a piece of ish, uh, yeah. I wouldn't call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yep. props to Walt Culture, their most recent preview review that they did with the news, they they got down and deep. Uh, really? Sort of what they thought would happen. And they love to hate MGF. And, yep. Uh, yeah, so that... I, I love those guys. It's a, it's um, If you haven't heard of them or, or listened to them, it's, it's worth it. Not that I want you to get away from us, because no, we only have, no. like, you know... We have way less views than this, so come back to us. But yeah. they're very, they're actually what inspired me to continue to do this and want to do this. Like, listening yeah. to them, I'm like, I want to do that, too. I want to talk about wrestling and, and something I'm passionate about. So, uh, shout out to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Now we hit to the part of the show where I regretted my tweet. <laughs> we had the Ricky Starks and Jericho uh, Appreciation Society. What was it? The Garcia Guevara Gauntlet. Wow. Gotta love alliterations. Man. So 2.0 or Angela Parker and Matt Menard squashed in seconds. Then we had, uh, it was Garcia hit the ring. They teased who's going to fight. Didn't matter. Garcia gets in. Match was good. Like, I'd like to see a match between those two outside of this storyline. I don't like the storyline. I think it's dumb. And it's funny with Jericho, he kind of goes in cycles, right? It's, oh, man, like, Jericho's getting boring. Holy crap, Jericho just reinvented himself. This is the best thing ever. Oh, this is kind of getting bored again. Oh my God, Jericho just—it's just this kind of ongoing thing, and he, right. he's getting to the end of this Jericho appreciation side thing. Where I'm like, "All right, I'm ready for whatever your next iteration is going to be." Yeah, um, the the funny part about the Jericho situation is he's constantly on TV to the point where there was a recorded bit that had him on TV, but they're on the Jericho cruise. Yeah, <laughs> and my man, uh, props to uh, Matt Cardona for being my Oceans champion, the Oceanic champion. He uh, nice. He won. He won the big title there on on the Jericho cruise. But I was just like, it's uh, it's very WWE sports entertainment esque. Yeah, that they have to be on TV every week to be relevant. Yeah, and if he went away for a little bit, I don't necessarily think that that would be a bad thing. That would you know, give him a chance to reinvent himself. Reinvent himself, yeah. Or, or just take some time off and then come back yeah. for another monster pop. 
But yeah, so that match, uh, they're going on. Uh, they're outside the ring, and then Fan, in quotation marks, attacks uh, attacks Starks. They roll in the ring, get the pin, whatever. It ends up being MJF. Or I'm sorry, MJF. I, w- I got MJF on the mind. This whole show kind of revolved around him. Uh, but it's, it's <laughs> huh? Yeah. I said the, the MJF project at work. Yeah. Uh, Jericho gets in the ring, or the, the fan gets in the ring, ruins his mask as Jericho. And at this point, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, next. It's funny, though, because I was thinking about it, and what I, I don't think it'll ever happen, but it would be great, is if Stark comes out and goes, all right, cool, I didn't win. I didn't really want to fight you anyway, Jericho. I'm going on to my next thing. Like, yeah. eh, whatever. Like, and then Jericho's going to have to be pissed. Like, what do you mean you don't want to fight me? Like, I think that would be a cool twist to the, the whole storyline of it, but it would be almost like the opposite of chasing the hug and right maybe he hops into a program i don't think he would hop into a program with orange cassidy Uh, i definitely don't think he'd hop into a program with samoa joe as wardlow yeah be there for a minute and but i know the not i don't know but i would i would assume i know i get spell assume makes an ass out of you and me but i think at some point they want to put a a legitimate title on Starks and maybe he's not one of the four pillars, but he's definitely marketable and, you know, people get behind him. And then this whole Jericho thing, like Jericho went, I want to work with him next. And it just kind of, it, it's hurt him in my opinion a little bit. Yeah. Not to keep bringing up the wealth culture guys, but, uh, they did a episode called Jericho problem. AEW has got a Jericho problem. No, oh, really? Like he said, <laughs> you know, they, they get into a program, so Starks is hot. So the Jericho was like, "I want to work." Yeah, Cassidy was hot. Jericho wanted to work with him. Yep. And whoever he was in a program with last is hot. I want to work. Yeah. Instead of it being like a one and done or a three match series or whatever, it goes on. And uh, Jericho six months ago or whenever he wasn't doing real well, had some blood clot, came back shredded, looked great. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And got into a couple of programs, and now you've got Hager with the purple hat. You got the JAS, and then almost like a like when you're watching a TV show back in the day when they would go into uh, reruns or whatever. You're like, we need to go to uh, right for the next season. And I totally agree. Like you said, you know, just go away, come back if that monster pop. Maybe he comes back as a a baby face, right? Even though AEW needs heels, they have MGF. MJF. Yeah, they don't need it. I think he can hold it down at the, the pinnacle of uh, AEW. Well, and AEW is pretty good about, they have like both, right? So that you have the Mox handming thing going on. You don't know really who's the heel, who's the... So they're pretty good at that that borderline. But yeah, I can see him coming back as, as a face. It's just get away from Starks. Let Starks be Starks and do his thing. Because th- this, yeah, I'm done with this storyline. So like I said, I sent that tweet out and then this happened. I'm like, huh. Damn it. <laughs> uh, after that, we've got uh, Rene Paquette with uh, Daddy Ass and the Acclaimed. Nothing major there. Uh, it was just a backstage interview setting up their match later. Then I think they went to commercial and they come back, and it's Renee again, and she's in with Danielson with Takeshita, who's checking out Takeshita. And this is, <laughs> again, yeah, this is, again, oh, the stuff AEW does. So they're talking, and you hear this drill noise and hammering, <laughs> and here it is. Uh... Preston Vance and MJF and those hammering and sawing the, or uh, screwing the door shut. And then you hear Roosh's music hit and he's walking to the ring. <laughs> that was great. I'm like, 
I don't think that I've ever seen that. Or yeah. if I have, I don't remember it. It's fresh. Yeah. And banging on the door trying to get out. And he gets in the ring. His uh, Roosh's music plays, gets in the ring. MJF comes out, starts yelling and screaming at Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards. Uh, you know, you start counting. And it was the best slow 10 count I've ever seen. The one. And she just kind of looks over it. <laughs> And MJF, like, you asshole. Faster. Two. And then even th- every time you say faster, I swear she'd take another second longer. Oh, yeah. It was great. The the time the time between five and six yep. was like four or five seconds. <laughs> yep. Yep. Every, every count seemed a little bit longer, yeah. which was great. And then, you, so it flips to the back. You see Danielson break through, which, another little small Easter egg. He breaks through with what? The shoulder that was hurt. And he, he immediately, as the door opens up, you see him clench that shoulder. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, talk about thinking of the little things. Runs in the ring, and then we have that match. Oh, my Lord. Oof. And I, I messaged you when I started watching it. Um, I think you were grabbing dinner or something. And I'm sitting there, and I, uh, Roosh is just wearing him out. And next thing I see is... Uh, the camera gets too close and gets blood splashed out. Oh, and I was, yeah. Not just that camera. Every camera they'd switched to, there was blood on it. Yeah. And that was... Yeah, he would made a comment of that. Like, oh, there's literally blood. Yeah. And on the cameras. Great storytelling. Uh, excellent. I mean, like, exactly how a match is supposed to go. Are you? They feel each other out. And the, the time span of them feeling each other out was a little bit shorter. And then you add the back and forth, and then you have yeah. someone working from underneath, and then you have the end, and it's just like, as you know, as you uh, as you would allude to um, with your with your signature move, just awesome sort of very very yeah, it was a great match, hard hitting, probably the best match I've seen of Roos since he's been in AEW. Very hard hitting, uh, just busted him all the way open. I I can't even think of, and call all the spots. I'm not I'm. Again, what culture guys? I'm no uh, no what culture uh, guys that can go play by play like that. But and if I did, it wouldn't be justice. And we're already sitting at 40 minutes, and we'd be here for another uh, hour. Yeah. So powerful match, got all bloodied open, and I actually almost there was a couple little pins there. I was like, oh sh, like he might actually win this. Oh okay, no he won't. Because then he off the end with the psycho uh, knee into the yeah. pin was just great. Wrapped it up. Of course, MJF hits the ring. MJF being on commentary the whole night. Did you catch the line where MG- MJF told Sh- Tony Schiavone he'd give him $500,000 to leave the business forever? Yeah. <laughs> and then Taz goes, I'll throw in another 100. Another 100? I'm like. And then Tony goes, I've got Vimo. <laughs> oh, that was great. But yeah, so MJF. Say something about Bitcoin. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yep, MJF hits the ring, attacks Ryan Danielson. Heated up feud. I think that's going to be a great feud going into. Uh, yeah, that's. The pay per view, it's it's gonna be strong. It's gonna it's gonna that's gonna be that Iron Man match. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I I didn't originally think that the program would look you know look and be this strong, only because uh, they didn't want to expose MJF, and I was so wrong, <laughs> like, so wrong. I don't think this is exposing. I think MJF is the real deal. I don't think there's when he says generational talent. Uh, now the the Iron Man match is going to be interesting, but I I don't think they would do it if they didn't think. Well, one, you're even there with Danielson. Yeah. Even if MJF's not 100 percent ready or not quite ready there, Danielson can get him there. It, it'll be that's going to be, oof. 
60 minute match, man. That's a long match. That's the legs. Yep. That'll be a good one. Or drink a Gatorade before you hop in there. I was thinking for us, we better drink a couple monsters. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, monster, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be great. Hey, man, you know, <laughs> I know a guy who knows. What are you, artist now? <laughs> Sorry, inside baseball joke. Yeah. Uh, so we're rolling from that uh, into the Elite versus uh, AR Fox and Top Flight. Again, I don't know how AEW does this. Every, Almost every match in this card was a banger. As Seamus was a banger after banger after banger. This this match, completely different style banger, which was different from the match previous, which was different from the match in the beginning. Um, kind of like what we talked about last week. You know, you had the match in the beginning, which was very technical. You had the match with Roosh and Daniels, which was beautiful wrestling violence. Then you had this was the flippy flop over the top. How do they do this adrenaline rush stuff? Yeah. And uh, another one, I'm not going to go spot by spot. Uh, the one wing and angel... That uh, AR Fox was up in that one wing and angel and, and reversed it into the pin. I thought they were going to win. That was the closest two count I've ever seen. Um, to the point where I was like, wait, wait, did what? Did that just happen? Like, I, I rewound it to make sure that, like, they didn't win. And uh, the Bucks and Omega are so crisp in the ring. And I think Dante Martin and his brother uh, are going to be um, uh, Darius. Dante and Darius. They're the next Young Bucks, in my opinion. Uh-huh. I think they've got it. If they continue to work with the Young Bucks, and then you get them in there with, with everybody. You've got FTR that can help bring them up. Uh, and just they're a very strong tag team. And pretty sure they're homegrown, too. They didn't do a whole lot prior to AEW. So it's kind of interesting if you look at it. You've got the Ass Boys, uh, the Acclaimed, the uh, Dante and Darius. Like That's three homegrown tag teams that are actually pretty damn good yeah so private party uh, private party yes stuff on uh so obviously elite end up winning uh high flying match amazing good stuff another one of those that i would say worth worth a watch then we roll right into the the championship tag team championship it was a little clunky in some places which is weird because usually those teams they have a pretty good chemistry there were a couple spots that seemed off uh, overall, but the ending was, it is what it is. You don't get a whole lot of ref bumps in AEW. So this ended with a ref bump. So the ref gets knocked down, little loopy shenanigans happen. So daddy ass comes running out. So we all think the obvious is going to happen. He's going to turn on the acclaimed, but he does it, which I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. He, he ended up hitting his brother, his son hit Colton with it, I think, or Austin. I don't remember. He hit one of them with the belt instead of hitting the acclaimed, which okay. Didn't see that coming. Cool. Then some roll-ups and then another bell shot. And then Surprise, the ass boys win the titles. The crowd was popping and loud all night long until that moment, and it just went dead silent. Your silence, and the only thing that I can compare it to, obviously it's not the same magnitude as uh, The Undertaker getting pinned. I was thinking the same thing. They had a couple of folks, a couple of guests in the arena, and they were doing the same thing that the guy, like some of them had their hand, and then... Like ninety percent were all just like yeah, I just did my mouth wide open. It was a shocker. I yeah, and and you know you've got Tony Schiavone and Excalibur like this is a disgrace. This is horrible. Shock value, yes, very high. So I trust AEW enough to let it let it play out, right? Like I trust them to do something to go through with this, and, and it will build into something. But as a ballsy call right there because it obviously didn't go over well with the fans most of the reaction you're seeing on Twitter and in the media is like, why would they do this? This is awful. So. The reaction in general has not been good to it. Yeah, I mean, any any attention is good attention. 
I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Sorry about sorry to take words out of it. Yep. But the yep. uh, I think this is just strictly a way to get the title off the acclaim to get them into a program which now tells me ninety nine point nine percent that FTR is coming back. I thought that mm-hmm. too. I I think they'll go after the ass boys though for the titles. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. It'll be someone else who's a huge uh, disciple of uh, Daddy Ass, something. But yeah, I think FTR is going to come back. They'll uh, feud, and and FTR will get the world acting titles. They'll go into a program with the Acclaim. Acclaim will eventually win them back. They're the homegrown. And yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy ending. Great start. Decent middle. Had a little botchery in the middle, but all in all, yeah, I I enjoyed him. I'm glad I I'm glad I went back, rewatched what I didn't watch, and then, so. See, I'm going to yeah. convert you. Yeah. That's okay. I'm slowly getting into WWE. Yeah. More into WWE, so. All right, man. Well, it's it's that time. How many beards do you give it? Man, I'm going to give it uh, four beards. I think it would be, it would have been closer to five had the hater match gone a little bit longer because they were really putting put yeah. together. There wasn't too, too much that was uber cringy. There were no run-ins. In the back, which I talked about uh, last episode, no run-ins at, in the in the back with Renee Paquette interrupt, you know, getting interrupted. So super impressed with that uh, with that improvement overnight. I uh, I agree. Actually, I, I went for uh, probably would have been higher, except for the Jericho stuff. I lost a little and and yeah. didn't want to take away anything from the hater thing because of the potential injury, the Billy Gun and and the Ass Boy thing, kind of. Now, and that could be just final impression thing, right? Like storyline next week, they might do something. And I'm just like, oh my God, it made so much sense. That was the yeah. best thing ever. But as of now, yeah, it took it down to about, you know, if we're doing five, five beards is the top instead of five yeah. stars. I, I would agree four, four for me. Yeah. So four for me. So, so far, AEW's in lead here as far as the shows go, uh, for me at least. Yeah. Um, I thought it was better than Raw. Uh, I still think the Paul Heyman Cody promo was better than MJF's solo promo. But if it's if you're talking solo promo with nobody else in the ring, one person, that yeah. was really good. <laughs> the way the the show started, the middle and the ending, I was totally gassed away with the MJF promo, and then the ending. What are people always going to remember is the the ending. Honestly, I'm sitting here, I can't even remember how Monday Night Raw ended. Uh, the cage match. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. I think uh, even with. A legend running in uh, that awesome kick spot with uh, yep. EO Sky or EO Sky. But yeah, no, I, uh, WWE, they were uh, half a beard ahead. So we'll see what happens on uh, Rampage. And uh, well, SmackDown will probably take it over Rampage, but we'll see. They might surprise us. I don't know. Rampage is so up and down. So yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have to watch that. With that being said, we'll get together Saturday. We'll watch them. Uh, not together. We won't watch. Well, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. We'll watch them, and then uh, on Saturday, we will do our reviews of SmackDown and Rampage. Awesome. That is it for me here, Jay Tilly. Ellie Jair, and uh, this has been our AEW Wednesday night review. Great job. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. 
fire off your comments, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool, and we'll see you next time on The Floor. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.